You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft. You may have heard the phrase, the family that prays together stays together. Um, Well, our next guest is going to help us uh, give a little substance to where did that come from? Um, this is Father Father David Guffey is our guest from Family Theater Productions. Good morning, Father David. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, so you're with Family Theater Productions. In my understanding, they're celebrating their 75th anniversary this year. Is that right? That's right. 75 years in Catholic media, 75 years in Hollywood. Awesome. That's, well, congratulations. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, how long have you been with Family Theater Productions, and, and what's your role there? I've been there since 2008. I started working in their film department, and now I'm the national director. Uh, so I've um, and I've been national director since 2014. So uh, you got a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. So can you please share with our listeners, what is Family Theater Productions? I'm sure some might recognize it because I think we've aired some things. You know, EWTN has aired some of the programming. But can you share what is Family Theater Productions and its history? Sure. Family Theater Productions is a cast media company. We were founded in uh, 1947 by a then young priest named Patrick Payton. Uh, Patrick Payton was an Irish immigrant. He had joined the Congregation of Holy Cross. Um, he had had a miraculous healing uh, while he was in the seminary that he attributed it to the Blessed Mother. And he was completely devoted to her, but he was also so convinced that families needed help, and the help they needed was family prayer. So just a few years ordained, he started a national campaign to promote the family rosary. And what he found was that while he could write letters and he could write bishops and priests, what he really wanted to do was get to people's homes and to get to their hearts. And the way to do that was through mass media. And the mass media of his day was radio. So he got some encouragement from Bishop Fulton Sheen, who was sort of a mentor of Father Peyton. And um, he did one show. And the mutual said you can do one show on Mother's Day, but you have to have a big star. And he said, well, what's, who's a big star? And they said, well, like Bing Crosby. He said, all right. So for the first show, he cold-called Bing Crosby on Good Friday in 1945 and said, will you be on my radio show? And Bing Crosby said, let me think, let me talk to my agent. I'll get back to you. Called him uh, the Monday after Easter and said, I'll do it. So Bing Crosby was on the first show. President Truman was on the first show. And it was a success. He said he wanted to do it every week. So they told him he needed to go to Hollywood. And he went to Hollywood, started meeting people, and he went to Hollywood in October of 1946. By February of 1947, he had a weekly show on the second largest radio network of the time, which was the Mutual Broadcasting System. Through the years, uh, Father Peyton's work expanded to rallies and other things. Um, oh, by the way, the, ra- the radio play, uh, the tagline of the radio play that they developed, you know, he was working with some um copywriters and with some creative people and kind of talking about, you know, prayer brings families together and 
the group of them with Father Peyton kind of came up with the phrase, the family that prays together stays together. It was the tagline of our radio show, and it's really the line that made Father Peyton famous throughout all of his rallies, television show, and movies that followed after that. And F- Father Guffey, this is, uh, speaking of those rallies, those, uh, if I recall, rosary rallies, I wasn't old enough to be at the rosary rallies, mm-hmm. um, but I know they actually have a history, a pretty rich history in our network area, you know, so where are you calling in from today? I'm in Los Angeles. So you're calling in from Los Angeles, you know, I'm in Fargo, North Dakota, and Minnesota, mm-hmm. North South Dakota, Wyoming, and Wisconsin, that's our main network listening area and for those who are listening online, of course, they can listen from anywhere. Um, but there's a rich history of, there's photos where there's literally thousands, and in some cases, up to 10,000 people coming together for the rosary rallies uh, in our area, which is phenomenal in itself, but our area is very rural. It's nothing like Los Angeles, right? right if you've right. ever been here. And so, uh, just my point is, they were very effective, and of course, it's still effective today, but they were very effective when those rallies were occurring. They were, and it wasn't just a one-day event. Father Peyton would send a team to the diocese, and diocese, usually it was a couple dioceses involved, six months in advance to get teams to go out to parishes to encourage people to attend the rally or to, or to pray for the rally. Then after the rally, they would follow up uh, and encourage people to go to their parishes, pray, pray the family rosary, pray it in their family. And yeah, he had big rallies in Milwaukee and Madison and Minneapolis and in the tens of thousands. He had other rallies in other parts of the world, like Caracas and in Rio, uh, with over a million people. Wow. So, I mean, they just, they, they varied in scale according to the population density of the place, but some of them were quite huge. I, yeah, I mean, that is huge. And I, I mean, so we're not, we're not going to be getting a million <laughs> up here. Um, <laughs> No. But in, 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 in all things, I mean, the family that prays together stays together. That is a quote that I think a lot of our listeners have become familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and what a tagline for Father Patrick Payton. Can you tell us more about him? You, you mentioned uh, he had experienced a, a miracle in his uh, seminary days. Can you tell us more about who Father Patrick Payton was? Sure. He was born in County Mayo in Ireland. Uh, he was the ninth of 14 children. And he, a uh, big family, uh, he immigrated to the United States because there really weren't economic opportunities. He had wanted to be a priest in Ireland, but he didn't have the education, nor did he have the money. So he just put that aside, came to the United States thinking he was going to become a millionaire. He and his brother came together. They went to Scranton, Pennsylvania, couldn't find jobs. Finally, Tom gets his brother Tom got a job in a coal mine. Pat got a job as the janitor at the cathedral in Scranton. That's where his vocation came alive again. And when a group of Holy Cross priests came through doing a parish mission, he wanted to join them, and he did. So he finished high school at at Notre Dame, went to college at Notre Dame, and then joined the seminary of Holy Cross. His last year in the seminary, our seminary at that time was in Washington, D.C. His last year in the seminary, um, he's got a cough, and he starts coughing up blood. Turns out he has tuberculosis, and that just tuberculosis. It's a very severe case of tuberculosis. He's hospitalized. They call his family to be with him from Ireland to, you know, say their goodbyes. And he's really at death's door. And a Holy Cross priest goes and visits him and says, you know, Pat, you've tried all the medical things. 
turn to our Blessed Mother. You have a relationship with her. You have a relationship with your son. She'll be as good to you as you believe she'll be. So if you're a 50 percenter, she'll be a 50 percenter, 80 percenter, 80 percenter. So he went all in, and he uh, he was healed. Uh, he took a while to convince the doctors to do another set of x-rays, but he was healed. And then he wanted to give his whole life to her uh, and repay this great gift. And also the, to bring people the gift of prayer, the, uh, the prayer that he had prayed with his family at the rosary, but a prayer that brings people closer to God, closer to Jesus Christ, through the Blessed Mother. And now, he, uh, Father Patrick Payton himself, he's considered considered a venerable, is he not? Is is, is there yeah. is there any kind of a, an update? If if I'm just going to put you on the spot here, Father, uh, sure. with that whole process, you know, I think it was in 2017 that Pope Francis uh, declared him to be venerable. Can you say more about that? Yeah, his case is moving forward. There's people around the world that um, admire and love Father Peyton that have prayed for his intercession. There's lots of people that claim favors from Father Peyton. Um, and some of them are being investigated by Rome. So you, we could have another blessed uh, sometime soon. That's what we're praying for. We pray that the Church will see in Father Peyton what we see, a, a holy man who had a huge impact in the Church. Yeah, I, I, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself. Hmm. What, and Father, are you one of the priests of the Holy Cross as well? Are you an order, or are you, um, are you yes. a diocesan? No, I'm, a, I'm a, a priest of the Congregation of the Holy Cross. And we have just a couple minutes before our break. Can you just share a little bit about the priests of the Holy Cross? What's what's the, the in a synopsis, the short history there? Sure. We were founded in the wake of the French Revolution. We were mainly uh, uh, teachers. We were mainly involved in education and also preaching. We preached parish missions to bring back the church in, uh, in, the, um, in France, but we preached parish missions and we see the media work as an extension, both of our preaching work and our teaching work. And Father, something's fascinating that's happening. Um, there's more, if not just orders, there's definitely more energy being put into the medium of, uh, of, well, of media and how the media is a great tool to not only evangelize, uh, but to be in touch with people. You know, and Absolutely. this is, you know, Bishop Barron speaks on this often. And of course, uh, with his uh, organization, Word on Fire, they're doing great work, you know, in the church. But it's not just uh, Word on Fire. There's a lot of energy. I think the church is learning and seeing this is a great tool and vehicle. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, it, it's a, so wonderful to see. And I really attribute a lot of the start of it to um, Pope St. John Paul II. Uh, that's who encouraged me. Uh, as a young priest, I heard him encourage people of faith, people, Catholics, to get involved in the media, and he said especially priests. And, t you know, kind of taking that to heart, that's why I asked my religious order to send me to film school. And uh, so it's been so exciting to see Internet, podcast, especially Catholic radio, which has boomed in the last 20 years. Uh, all these great things that have happened really in the last 25, 30 years. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Father David Guffey from Family Theater Productions. Uh, we need to take a break here, Father. But when we come back, I'd like to dive more into what exactly Family Theater Productions is doing um, and what are they doing to inspire families and really try to bring about wholesome media. Because right now, 
media doesn't have the best reputation uh, in some regards, but there is good things. And so when we get back from the break, Father, I'd love to dive into that. So please continue uh, on the other side of this break to tune in to Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host, Mark Holcraft, joined by Father David Guffey with Family Theater Productions. He's calling in from Los Angeles. You know, Father David, we're pretty excited about the sunshine here, but it's still like 40 degrees. Just just tease our listeners. What are you looking at in Los Angeles right now? We're looking at about 71 degrees. It's a beautiful day out here. But um, I tell you, I grew up in the Midwest, and I miss the seasons. There's nothing like spring in the Midwest. So I, I, I'm originally from California, so that's one of the things that, <laughs> that I actually love about being in the Midwest is yeah. they have legitimate seasons here. It's beautiful. Yeah. But right now, our listeners would be like, yeah, you take about seasons. I really would be... Happy to see spring. <laughs> I'd be happy oh. to see some things of summer. So we'll get there. Yeah. Well, Father, can you tell us um, how has Family Theater Productions uh, been looking to inspire families? You know, we discussed a little bit of uh, Father Peyton's history and his desire when he started Family Theater Productions. Was mm-hmm. I didn't know a lot of that, so I think that's beautiful. But wh- what are they doing now to continue to inspire families? 
through Family Theater Productions, which is one of the organizations that Father Peyton started. We're doing internet series. We have a, a catechetical series that's called Catholic Central. Um, we hired entertainment writers and to work with theologians to provide an entertaining way to learn about, about central topics of Catholicism. So we have that's on the air. That's got a nice following. We have a Spanish-language version of that called Lente Catolico. And then we, have, we do a lot of other things on the internet and other kinds of internet video. We also, our big projects, though, are our feature films. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've released a number of feature films that try to talk about some topic important to family life. We did a, a film called The Dating Project, and that was about, you know, there's this crazy phenomenon that, that uh, college-age kids don't really date the way that um, people of my generation would have. And so it's, there's a popular college professor who was trying to teach people how to date again, um, it's not overtly religious, but it kind of draws on traditional values because you can't have strong marriages without strong dating and courtship. We've done a, a film called The House That Rob Built. It's about a legendary women's basketball coach who, right at the right at the beginning of Title IX, really saw that sports could do for women and girls what it had done for men and boys. It to build um, strong bodies, to build character, to build community and, and friendships. And so we have a great story about him and the story of women in sports. And the big project we've had is Pray, the story of Patrick Payton, which is a documentary about Father Payton himself and his wife um, and his mission to uh, inspire families to pray. So in addition to telling Father Payton's story, we have the story of families who took up family prayer and what it did for them. That sounds excellent. Um, can you speak more, Father, to... Uh, what the Catholic Church has to say and teach regarding the role of media, because I mean, um, it really seems to me Family Theater Productions is really providing a great resource. You know, um, it's not just saying, okay, entertainment is bad. You know, entertainment is, you know, it's not of God. But no, no, there's, there's real value in entertainment. And you, oh, you, yeah. you gave a reference to St. John Paul II earlier. Um, he spoke to that as well. But in our current culture, and really for a long time, we consume such an inordinate amount of, of not just media, but what we look for entertainment to provide for us. We, we give it way too much, I think, within general culture. But can you speak, what does the Catholic Church teach regarding the role of media? Well, we ha in media, we have a great opportunity and great tools. I, I don't think there's ever been a time where we have more ways to try to reach out to people and ways that we can connect people. The the problem, you know, the, that's the positive side. And the Pope Francis, especially, is so big on saying, "Let's use this for for the in the, in the best ways we can, and let's use this to do things that are really truthful and beautiful and really respectful of human dignity and things that really do connect people." That's the positive part. The warning part is is to not try to use media as a substitute for real relationships, to, use, um, to hide behind media instead of relating to real people and being really immersed in the world in which you're in. And so it, 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 and then, of course, the Pope speaks frequently about media used with things that are untruthful or things that are salacious or things that are destructive of human dignity. And so what we try in Catholic media is to bring out the best, to use, it, use the tools in the best ways possible so that we can, um, we can bring life and light to people through the great gifts of technology and media that we have today.
But I think you made uh, a great point in that not using media and entertainment to replace uh, authentic relationships or just to replace the relationships uh, in just even in the ability to engage each other in conversation. I know, um, uh, Father, I have been involved in youth evangelization for a number of years, youth and young adults. And one of the growing concerns in that, that part of evangelization and ministry was young people's almost inability to be able to even make eye contact or just engage a conversation with an adult or even engage in conversation with their peers at a, at a really simple, mature level. That's, and I don't mean to speak blanketly because that's certainly not all mm-hmm. people, young and old, um, but it's a growing concern because we, we're seeing that breakdown, this inability to communicate or articulate themselves or to be comfortable with eye contact or to be comfortable um, in maintaining a conversation. And so your, your insight of, hey, there's, there's a great gift in entertainment, but it can't replace uh, or try to fill this need of relationship. Like, and, and I think that's a little bit of what I was getting at in regards to that there's an inordinate uh, amount of time spent in regards to whether it's, you know, social media would be the big one. But again, it's not to just paint a negative picture. There's a lot of good here. There's a lot of good mm-hmm. that can be utilized and seized with uh, social media, uh, with, you know, there's new media and old media. You talked about how Father Patrick Payton started with, started with radio. And of course, mm-hmm. Catholic radio is seeing a huge boom, like you said, in the last 20, 25 years. It really has. Um, so from, from your end, uh, you talked a little bit about family theater, uh, the, some of the things they're working on. Are there any, um, projects or things that we can expect to come from family theater? We're working on a couple of holiday films, um, films that will come out at Christmas, but have a little bit more price in them than your standard, uh, kind of cable network fair. Yeah. I'm excited about that. We, um, we have a, um, we have uh, children's animated series we're doing based on a popular children's book series and then a couple of other projects that are earlier in development but we've got some exciting things coming down the line well that's great i mean i know there are families especially young families that are really looking for what are some good uh you know products for lack of better words that are out there that they can allow their kids you know this is a part of of course the growing concern right now is there are numerous really popular uh, programs, cartoons that now you start to see uh, just an, an undermining of truth and beauty and even simplicity and childlikeness and, and undermining of innocence in a lot of the newer programs. So um, maybe I'm one of those younger families that is thankful for that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for that. Can you, can you, I'm curious regarding the children's animation, you said it's based on um, did you say a popular story? Can you say any more about that? Uh, at this point, I probably shouldn't. We're pretty okay. early, but we'll be we'll we'll have some news about it uh, early in uh, next year. Uh, but uh, I think you'll uh, I think people will be excited. Right, I put you on the spot. Sorry, Father. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Um, where can our listeners learn more regarding the life of Father Peyton and family theater productions? I'd invite them to go to our website, which is www.familytheater.org. All of our projects are listed there, and they can find out more about it. Awesome. Appreciate it. I know, and for any of our listeners, um, you might recognize Family Theater Productions. We do air 
uh, a 30-minute program of family theater productions every Sunday night at 1030, um, which for me, I actually, when I uh, saw this for our show this morning, I was really mindful of that was a time when I used to be involved in parish youth ministry. I was a time I was often coming home and I would catch it. And I, it was one of those classic radio stories, like I'm just surfing the station. I heard this and it just had a touch of um, bringing me back. You know, like I could, you can immediately hear, yeah, it, it, it was very charming and a kind of a, not just an innocence, but just great storytelling. And I think, Father, that's one of the arts that is getting lost in some of the modern entertainment is we've forgotten mm-hmm. how to tell a story. Um, and yeah. so there's great storytelling. Hey, go ahead. It sounded like you had something to say about that. No, just that you know, we there there those are the original radio shows. We redigitized them. Uh, they've got great. Anybody that knows old Hollywood, or if you like old Hollywood movies, they've got stars from that era. Uh, and tonight we have our 75th anniversary celebration, and we're going to do a live presentation of one of our radio plays. We've got a couple of Catholic actors and a guy who directs radio, so we're going to do a, a live in-person radio show uh, for the people that will be gathering to celebrate tonight. That sounds excellent. Um, <laughs> tempting to want to go to L.A. <laughs> that and the weather you have right now. But, um, but and it, it, it's again, it just speaks to the... It, this is such a great part of the work of evangelization, too, is how do you tell a story? And how do we tell the story, right? We tell his story in that truest sense of history. Um, so, Father... Thank you so much for your time. Any final thoughts or reflections for us before we go? The only thing I'd say is I just would encourage your audiences to make great media choices and to look for the good stuff. There is probably never an era where there's been more good things created. Probably not an era where there's been more problematic things either, but there's good stuff out there. Look for it, and you won't be, you won't be disappointed. Well, and I think Family Theater Productions is a source of one of those good things. Father, thank you so much for your work. Uh, would you mind giving us a blessing before we take our break? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, may God, who created all of us in love, surround us with love, and may God bless you and your family this day. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father David Guffey, thank you so much. Up next, an opportunity for mothers and their daughters to have some fun and learn about the life of sisters. And later, we'll hear one woman's testimony about her journey to youth ministry. Stay tuned to Real Presence Live.